You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeningandkingston.com. This is a streaming in Kingston episode. We both streamed some stuff from home uh, and watched some trailers. So that's that's this episode. Streaming in Kingston. Streaming. That should have been our... We should have rebranded for the pandemic. But... We, we softly did. Like, we never changed the name of the show or podcast, but we kept call, referring to it as streaming in Kingston. And I think I used to say, stream some movies instead of go Yes, see I think movies. so. You said something different. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah stream some you, I don't, yeah, maybe it was stream. I thought you said something different than stream some movies, but maybe maybe that's, maybe that's what it was. I'm sure someone owns the copyright to streaming. Like, we probably shouldn't even be using it as a term. It, don't you I, think? Oh, I thought it was a general term. It probably is, but if you think about it, Netflix really should have cashed in and yes. um, tried to copyright that. I guess you would have streamed before Netflix, right? Like video games stream. Yes, like it's people, not just yes. Yeah, movies. people were doing live streams of video games and stuff on YouTube. And like streaming, streaming on YouTube was a thing like just before streaming became a thing. Like people who would do live streams. I guess streams. it's a verb. Yeah, so I don't think, I don't think, I think we're safe. I think we're okay, okay there. <laughs> it might be the only, only thing we're okay with because <laughs> we say a lot and do a lot on the show. But yeah, I think we're <laughs> it's, it's amazing we haven't gotten sued, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's <laughs> Don't sue us, please. <laughs> it's amazing we're still doing this, actually, frankly. It's true. Uh, considering everything we went through. Like, uh, not two years into our show's existence, we were streaming. Yeah. because of because of the pandemic so mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of it's kind of weird that we're still here um but we both streamed some movies from home and are disappointed and yeah. we watched some trailers uh and have some thoughts like just recently two crazy trailers dropped big ones jo- like big jo- movies yeah joaquin phoenix in napoleon and timothy chalamet in wonka yeah <laughs> just, and we have just we have thoughts and feelings and yeah, I mean, I I have a lot of thoughts. Um, let's talk about Wonka first, because you actually watched full like the Wonka trailer because yeah. you were explaining to me that that you you did it by accident. Yes, you didn't mean to, and suddenly you're watching the Wonka trailer. So Dan and I, because we're elderly, still watch um, music videos on YouTube. Except now that we have a baby, we can't even watch the music videos, so we have to pick songs that don't have moving images. So, so <laughs> instead of, and like I pay for Spotify on my phone now right. that we have a baby, but no, we still watch YouTube on our TV. And um, for other oldies who watch things on YouTube, if you don't pay for premium YouTube, you have a lot of ads. And this is essentially like my equivalent of watching commercials because we don't have cable. Um, And typically we skip the commercials. You watch like 10 seconds and you can skip it. Mm. But the trailer for Wonka came on. I said, Dan, don't skip this. I want to watch it. I want to see what's going on here. And uh, uh, 
Like, what did I see? Well, I, I also, know. <laughs> also, why doesn't he have an accent? Why is he American? Right? Uh, um, isn't he always American? I thought... Because the books take place in England, don't they? Yeah, but I don't I don't think Gene Wilder had an accent when he, oh. when he did the movie. You know um, what? You might be right. Yeah. Like, I, like, let's forget about Johnny Depp's whatever that was. Because yeah. I don't know what I don't, he was doing. That's too hard I don't to decide even, if there's an accent. <laughs> I don't even consider the Johnny Depp Because, movie. you know, yes, and neither are they. Because this is not a young Johnny Depp's. Like it's like a John. It's a young Gene Wilder. Gene you Wilder. You can even tell yes. from like the outfits. From the exactly like that. That that they made one hundred percent clear from this trailer is that Timothy Chalamet is playing a young Gene Wilder's character, and I don't think he has the gravitas. I'm like I'm a big Timothy Chalamet fan. Well, I shouldn't say big, but like I think he is an up and coming star. He's like. If we have movie stars these days, he's one of them. You know what I mean? Although a lot of people say we don't have any movie stars, whatever. Um, I, yeah, I'm I'm torn on him. Like, I thought he was really good in Dune. But I thought he was really good in Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, Call Me he By Your Name, he was good in that too. Really good You're in right. Little Women. Yeah, I guess he was. Um, and I, I go by those are like <laughs> the two big ones. He was in that movie with... Uh, uh, Steve Carell? Yeah, something yeah, boy. The, the, the fun. Okay, actually, he was quite good in that too. So, yeah, okay, he played I, the I have a, yes, I have a rule of three. Like an actor has an actor or a director has to like do do something good three times for me to be like, okay, it's not right. it's not an accident. It's like, not a spoof. A now. Yes. Or, uh, so it's that, not that's, a, yeah. You just proved me wrong because I was going to say, oh, is he, isn't he like an up and coming actor? But no, that's four movies in... we just named that that yeah. he had good performances in. So yes. I guess just yeah. I guess because he's so young, I'm like, ah, is he really that good? But hey, that's that's four good performances we just talked about. So, so like, I know I he's a good actor, but I'm like, I he's not Gene Wilder. He's a a he's not Gene Wilder, and number and B, I do not know what they're going for with this because he came off as a horrible actor in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, he, it was it was very campy. Like the camp Weird. was turned up by a lot, and that was not what I was expecting. It's by the director of Paddington. I'm a huge Paddington fan. Um, I think I've talked about it multiple times on the podcast. I yes. love Paddington. So I think like, and the Paddington movies are a little bit quirky, like are a little mm-hmm. bit campy. Yeah. But like, I don't know what. Mr. Chalamet was doing in the in this trailer and I don't know if it was just edited poorly like they I don't know it was just weird it was like cringy for me to watch yeah I I found it pretty cringe too and a lot of CGI yes and I was just not a hundred percent sure on the tone because it was very very campy and there was some bright and color but it was kind of playing it especially like in the music and from what they were showing us, like very like this is an origin story, which yeah. had like more of a dramatic tone to it. So I, I mean, it's probably gonna. It's and he's kids. like adopted a little girl. Yeah, that's what's conf- what is that relationship? That's that's what's confusing. You're gonna change her life. You're gonna yeah. change all our lives. What? But Has like- he adopted this girl. Like he. Okay, I don't know how old he is, Timothy Chalamet, but he doesn't. He looks quite young. He's so in his twenties. Okay, because he looks like a teenager. <laughs> so yeah. it's very confusing. Um, I, 
And like to my knowledge, I was a huge Roald Dahl fan. Right. Um, I don't think there's a sequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Chocolate Factory called Charlie and the Glass Elevator. But I don't think there's a prequel book. Like they talk about the origins of Willy Wonka in the books, mm-hmm. but there isn't like a whole standalone book. Correct right. me if I'm wrong. I, so again, so, like yeah. I, I hate when they take like a chapter of a book or like a paragraph and are like, let's make a whole movie. Yeah. Like just yeah. make new intellectual property, make up a new story. Yeah. Like if, if you really wanted to do something like similar to this and new and quirky, but like kind of inspired by his books or something, then you could do something new and different and kind of go down that route. But I mean, it's like, obviously this is all happening because money. They, they oh, yeah. want to cash in on on money, and that's obviously why. We don't have to debate why something's happening anymore. This is why. It's just so tonally, like, patchy. It's weird. From the trailer. Yeah, it just, it, it it's weird. And it kind of reminded me, this is a really weird comparison, but when I watched it, I had a similar feeling when I watched the first Star Trek Beyond trailer, which was the last Star Trek movie that that, that they did. Um, and that was directed by Justin Lin, who was the Fast and the Furious director at the time. And the tone was so all over the place that I'm like, well, I know what Star Trek is. And that looks like a Fast and the Furious movie. Like it, <laughs> it, it, it was very confusing. And when watching Willy Wonka, like, or the, sorry, Wonka, the Wonka trailer, I, I was like, okay, the camp is dialed up to 11 and it's, it looks, it looks like it's going to be silly and all over the place, but it is playing it the trailer like a drama. Nice. No, it doesn't look <laughs> like the cinematography to me looks really ugly. Yeah, and, which was surprising because Paddington and Paddington Two are like, in my opinion, like beautiful movies to watch. Like the cinematography is very good in those in those movies. So again, I'm like, what? Like I like the director as far as I know. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. um. Yeah, so the, the the I yes, it looks ugly to me. And then uh, you, you know, I know I harp about CGI every episode, but the CGI. So there is such magic in practical effects, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And they like really dialed up the magic in this movie, which like from the original and from the books, Willy Wonka is not like magic. He's just like an inventor yes and kind of like has a little bit of mystery to him that can be that can be like magical but it is more in his personality and yeah you you exactly whimsy which again i just timothy chalamet didn't show me any of that but like i just take offense to this like the addition of like magic yeah when it's like yeah it's weird and it, they're, like, really leaning into bad CGI where they don't need CGI. Like, um, there's that, like, scene in the trailer where he, like, swings around a telephone pole or, like, a light oh, yeah. pole. Yeah. And it's so cheesy, so corny, like, so overdone. And it's, like, Gene Wilder would have just done that stunt himself. 100%, yes. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's not because he's magic. It's because he's, like, a very physical person. Mm-hmm. 
Anyways, so I have a lot of problems with that. I do not want to see it based on the trailer. I wasn't like particularly interested. I knew Timothy Chalamet was uh, attached to this project. I knew mm. it was coming out. Um, I like don't need an origin story. I'll just go back and watch the original. But um, yeah, you might be reviewing this one for us, Mike. I didn't even catch <laughs> okay. when is it coming out. Is it a Christmas? It's this. It's this year. Yeah, I think it's Christmas. It seems like a Christmas release yeah. one, you know, like yeah. take the family, but I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, here's my, <laughs> you have very strong feelings about this. Yeah. Is this the first movie trailer you've seen since? In a very long time. Born? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, Our you, trailer's you sound, just not good. <laughs> no, you just sound like someone who was so disappointed and like has, has been denied something for a long, it's like yeah. as if you hadn't seen a movie in forever. <laughs> well, which is kind of true. Up. It's yeah. kind of true. Dan and I have been joking that people are going to be like, Taylor, like, what's the first thing you did, like, after the baby? Like, what was the first thing you kind of, like, quote, unquote, ditched the baby for? And I'm going to have to tell people it was the Barbie movie. The Barbie movie. (laughs) Yeah, to go see (laughs) the Barbie movie. Yeah. (laughs) So, yes, I have been deprived. I've been – I'm looking forward to seeing trailers before the Barbie movie. I'll be yeah, fine. that that'll be interesting. It's Hopefully always not Willy yeah. Wonka, but because it's like a quote unquote children's Maybe. movie, this Barbie movie, PG thirteen. Yeah, and I'm probably be. gonna watch. It probably is gonna be the Willy Wonka trailer. Normally, they drop them on YouTube right before a movie opens that is gonna feature that trailer. So, so I would guess Wonka is gonna be up front and within there. Now that's only usually they you know they do four or five. So normally that's that's, that's one. So at least you have the others. Now, hopefully, I think the other trailer that I saw that you've seen clips of is the Napoleon trailer. I don't think that's going to drop before Barbie. I think that's more of an Oppenheimer. I was going to (laughs) say the two wolves, the two wolves inside us, Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yeah. So I think I think we can categorize Wonka and Barbie and and Napoleon and Oppenheimer starring uh, Joaquin Phoenix. From the clips I saw, Mike. It looks very good. It it does. And this is the <laughs> thing about it is as I was watching this trailer, I'm like, this this is going to be dumb. And as the trailer went on, I'm like, oh, I want to see this movie. <laughs> like, yeah, it just it looks, looks so Who's directing? It's not Christopher Nolan, right? Who's directing? No, it's not Christopher Nolan. I don't have it in front of me. I can look it up. Um, but it's, uh, I, I don't know who, who the director. Oh, it's uh, uh, Ridley Scott. Okay. It's Ridley Scott. Who, who up until like, he did The Martian. And then he's had some misses because he, you know, did Alien way, way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but he's like a know, household Martian, name. Yeah. And the Martian's good. Uh, and he, you know, he's he's a well-known director and does does good stuff. So, um, yeah, it, it looks really good because it looks so lived in. Like, talk about practical mm-hmm. effects. It looks and feels like you're living in that time frame. Like, you could even tell that from the trailer. I'm like, this seems pretty real. It definitely like looks like an old school historical epic. Yes. Like, biopic. And like, and, like, sticking Joaquin Phoenix in the middle of that, like, that's pretty... Like, you know he's going to give a great Good performance casting. regardless of what he does. Um, is Joaquin Phoenix short? I didn't, like, I didn't really... You know what? I have no... He's one of those actors... Well, to be honest, when I look at any actor on screen because of the magic of movies and they're able to, like, manipulate, <laughs> I have no idea how tall anyone is. Yeah. Unless they're using it for co- comedic effect. I would say he's, like, average height. Yeah. Yeah. Because they because his love interest is uh, played by... Um, uh, what's her name from The Crown? 
um, the Emma boy. Oh. No, the other one. <laughs> not 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 the queen, but the queen's sister. Mm. Um, oh, I can't remember her name. She's just is she taller than him in the yes, trailer? Yes, yeah, and she yes, and she is tall. Like they cast a, a, a tall woman to play his his wife. So like that is like I just know that actress is tall. So I'm like, okay, well that doesn't give me a height reference for because they could have just had her standing on a box. They could have, but she's also she is tall. Um, I I gotta look up her name because I'm gonna I'm gonna go crazy if I can't remember her name. She's been in so many things. Um, uh, Vanessa Kirby. Oh, Vanessa Kirby. So I'm googling um, Looking Phoenix. They say he's five eight. So I mean, everything on Google okay, is so that's, apparently yeah. when you Google someone's height, it's not very accurate. But like five eight for a man, that's average. Is average. Yeah. So he's average. Okay. I yeah. I guess. I mean, you could you can do tricks and the things. And let's like Napoleon being very very short has been like overblown over time. Apparently but he not was. True. Yeah, but like he was like shorter apparently, but not not to the degree that he's also been everyone was short so. back then. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, so that, uh, yeah, that movie looks really good. And it definitely reminds me of like an older um, bio uh, pick. Like and the cinematography like on this one does look good. Yes. The cinematography looks very good. It looks like it's going to be some practical effects mixed in there. It looks lived in. It kind of is the exact opposite of everything the Wonka trailer was. Exactly. Dan, I don't know <laughs> where I would have seen these clips because... The audio was not on. Maybe I told Dan that I watched it because he goes, mm. is it Oscar season? Mm. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> but I'm like, also, the movie's not coming out until November. So, like, obviously, they it is going to be an Oscar contender. You can oh, just... Yes. The release date, but also from the trailer, like, this will be nominated. Like, production, yes, all of the production awards, for sure. Yeah, and I'm uh, sure I'm sure acting. they're going to go for yeah they're going to go for acting for Joaquin Phoenix. Um, I'm sure they're going to, you know, they're going to put everyone up for it, directing, acting, all the different things. Like you can just tell by the release date, it's an Oscar bait film. Yeah, for sure. whether or not like as you know, we've only Mike has only seen the trailer. I've only seen clips, and we're already saying it's Oscar bait. You can just tell, even if it's yeah. not going to be good. Yeah. You can just tell that they're setting it up. But it, it does. It, if people haven't watched it yet, go go on YouTube and watch it. It looks quite good. It's interesting because watching these two trailers, it, it kind of felt like... This is gonna, I just said it in my head and I'm like, that sounds weird. It, but it, to me, it sounds like you're, you're sort of like looking up from, from being in a tunnel for a long time. Because I've, I think I've had such tunnel vision for summer movie season mm -hmm. that I haven't thought about oh. or even like conceived the fall whatsoever. Yeah. And it was kind of nice. I'm like, oh yeah, fall exists. Like we've got a movie. Fall movies. There's like, yeah, they like there's things to look forward to. It's not just this like popcorn movie season that just continues. Because like I'm just looking at, you know, Barbie, Oppenheimer. I'm like, okay, then in August, things always kind of, you know, drop a bit. You get a couple big releases, but then it kind of stops. And then September, there's almost nothing. So it's kind of nice. It's like, okay, Napoleon's kind of the first big movie trailer I've seen for that October, November, December time slot. Have you where seen those you see stuff? Have you seen the trailer for Killers of the Flower Moon? Speaking I of have big not. movies. No. That trailer's been released this past week, I think, the extended cut. I will take a look. Yeah. No, uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio doing an accent, I can't quite 
yeah, place. Yeah. But it's like, um, I think it takes place in like the turn of the century, like maybe 1920s. Like they are driving cars, but the cars don't look like right. particularly new. And it looks like the West. I don't know a lot about it. I can't tell if it's like a thriller. I think it's based on a book. And it's been in production for quite some time. Like you've heard of this movie, right? Or is I this have. new? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I've heard so of the movie. I knew that Leonardo have a DiCaprio was in it. But I didn't know they had released a trailer. Like I've back And Robert so De Niro. How I think it might be a Coppola. It? Okay. Let me look that up. Killers uh, of the Flower Moon. Isn't that um, Scorsese? Mar- yeah, sorry, Martin Scorsese. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. what I thought. I thought it was Scorsese, but and it's it is it does take place during the 1920s. Okay, but yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, like I a didn't... murder, maybe like a murder mystery. The only thing I knew, like I thought, the only movie like I had heard about anything from, like I knew Leonardo DiCaprio was doing this movie with Martin Scorsese, but he's also DiCaprio's playing Roosevelt. In a movie? Oh, that's no, didn't also know that. supposed to come out later this year. Yeah, there's like okay. a Roosevelt movie that he's in because he's he's in two this year, and those are the two. Well, he's Whatever. obviously gunning for another Oscar under his belt w- with one year. of these two. Yeah, with <laughs> <laughs> either by playing Theodore Roosevelt or by being in a Scorsese movie. Like he, he's he's hedging his bets on Why getting not? an Oscar nomination. <laughs> yeah. Why not? And uh. <laughs> our our guy uh, Brendan Fraser is going to be kill- in Killers of the Flower Moon, and yes, Jesse yeah. Plemons. He's Jesse a good Plemons actor, isn't it as well? Oh, yep, Robert De Niro, okay. Leonardo DiCaprio. Check out this trailer, <laughs> and let me know oh, if his yeah. accent sounds weird to you. Okay, but I will. maybe I'm just being judgy. Yeah, I'll let you know about the accent. Um, yeah, so there you go. There's some trailers that we're looking forward to. The fall. Be, uh, well, fall trailers. We're already halfway through July, so really. We're practically in September, which means we're practically in November, which means my mat leave is practically done. <laughs> <laughs> that escalated really quickly to the main point. That you Can you tell I'm stressed? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like that. Suddenly we're in November, uh, which that, that to me is a bit of a stretch, but I, I can understand. We got time. I understand where you're coming from. You got a little bit of time there. Um, are you... Are you really, really excited for the Barbie movie? And is it mainly because you get to go out and and leave your house to watch it? Or does the actual movie bring you any any interest? Does the Barbie movie bring me joy? Um, Yes, I think it's... My fear, though, Mike, is that um, it's been hyped so much that it's going to be lunch bag let down. I want to, like, temper my expectations. I really like Margot Robbie... Um, I like Ryan Gosling. I know he's not your favorite guy in the world. It is like a pretty stacked cast. I still don't really know. I know the tone is going to be like camp, fun, zany, but like, I don't really understand who this movie is for. Like it has a PG 13 rating, which means like already it's kind of outside the age for like people who are like currently playing with Barbies. Like it's not a children's movie. No, but like, no, it can't be. But, like, PG-13, like, it's not, like, an adult movie. So, like, I don't know. I'm just trying to be, like, very zen about it. I'm obviously very excited to get out of the house and go to the movie theaters. This is the first movie I've seen in theaters, like, since September, probably. 
Yeah, which um, is a long or, time. Or more. Because, like, yeah. there was a time where, like, I wasn't going to the theater again for COVID. Then I got sick. Then I had a baby. So, yes. I... At this point, I don't even care if the movie is good because I'm just excited to eat popcorn with my husband and see a movie. Yeah, um, which is fair. But, like, I want to like it. It's one of those movies where, like, I want to like it. And then I saw the extended trailer and was like, uh, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. <laughs> I, feel, I feel exactly the same way you do. Like, I'm worried that I've overhyped the movie in my head. We've talked about it for like a year, right? Yeah. Not even more back back to the casting announcements that we were making on this show, like more than a year in advance where I just think there's almost nothing they can do to make this movie meet my expectations. But yeah, I'm trying to temper it a little bit. I just, I, I never from the beginning understood what this movie was. I have a bit of like, I think I I have some guesses. So I have a bit of a better sense, I think as to what this movie is now, but I'm definitely doing the same thing you are, where I'm tempering my expectations. I want to like it. I want it to be very good. Um, I am a fan of, of the casting for the most part. So I'm just, I'm just worried that it's so overhyped that I'm going to just, which is, which is kind of why I like that next week we're doing kind of the palate cleanser of the two cartoon movies to get us in the right yeah. Get us in the right mind frame. And right. then, yeah, like you and I will have seen Barbie opening weekend, but then the week after, in terms of re- show world, that's when people will get our review. So it'll have been out for, for a bit. And and we can talk about it, I think, a little bit more plainly with some spoilers and talk about it because it'll have been out for at least almost two weeks by the time people hear our episode. Which is Not great. to be a naysayer, but about the cast. Yeah. It almost seems too big. And I don't like when movies lean into the like Easter eggy um stunt casting, like, oh, every scene, like look at that, look at that, look you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yes, oh yes. like like with a with a cast that big, these people can only be on screen like a couple minutes. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's just weird to me. I don't know. I, again I'm gonna like temper my expectations. Obviously, there's lots of Barbies, so, like, you need to have lots of characters or whatever. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Greta Gerwing, did I pronounce her last name right? I've liked yes. some of her work. I've not liked other bits of her work. Also, did you see the headline that she's going to try to leverage the success of the Barbie movie to become a, quote-unquote, big studio director? Have you seen um, those headlines? I have. I have not. Um, so this is, this is her, for me, this is her third big mainstream movie. And if it's, if it's good or decent, then, then she crosses the three rule line that I've come up with. Cause right now Greta Gerwig is still, in my opinion, like an up and coming director. Cause she's really done two movies that were big, relatively well received. So this is like the third one. So as far as I'm concerned, that's like a very accurate headline. Because if Barbie is successful or even remotely successful in any way, like that's that's Barbie, Little Women, and Lady Bird that that have been pretty well received by audiences and critics. Like if if that if Barbie joins that, so yeah, like she she's already uh, signed up to direct uh, a Narnia two something. 
<laughs> for Netflix. For Netflix. Two Narnia movies? Is it there, movies? Yeah, she's okay. going to do two Narnia two movies. Two Narnia movies. So like, that's, sure, that's a big director. Like, that's a big screen director movie. I'm to, sure to if they're well-received, she'll, like, continue on. Because, like, there's yeah. many books. I don't know how many. I can't remember. But she'll probably do, like, the first two books. And then if that goes well, we'll, like, do the rest of them. Yeah. And I, I've never had an issue with her. Like... Lady Bird, I was kind of okay on, but I thought like Little Women, that was a pretty that good That was a very adaptation. good movie. Um, and I, I'm more of a problem with her, her husband slash lover, <laughs> I don't know, Noah Baumbach. I think he's, they've had a baby together. I think they're married. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, her, whatever, Noah Baumbach. He, he I, I just don't. Don't let him. him. <laughs> like, don't let him touch directing. the script. Yes. And he's, he's co writing it with her. And that's more my concern because the stuff he's written, I'm like, Okay, so marriage story, self-serving from his directive, kind of like a revenge piece that he was writing. Okay, fine. Fair enough. And it's not like it was a terrible movie. But that weird Netflix movie I watched that he also with Adam Driver, because I think he thinks Adam Driver looks like him or something. So it was so weird. And it was just, it was not good. And that's that's my fear is that love will blind her. And she'll be like, yeah, you can... You're not getting any work, so you might as well work on yes, my projects. Yes, because she's more talented <laughs> than he is. So I'm just concerned that he's going to drag her down. But we'll see. We'll see what the Barbie was like. Maybe as a co-writer, because I'm I'm sure he had some support on on Marriage Story, but I think he wrote the Netflix one by himself. Because that's often what happens. You have a successful smaller movie that gets nominated for Oscars, even if it's for acting or what have you, and then Netflix or a big studio or someone is like, okay. You've got to direct a bunch of big stuff for us, but we'll give you one that you can do on your on your own. So you probably signed some sort of contract and got to do a movie that he really wanted to do, and it was just dreadful. So, I mean, good on Greta Gerwig. Like, if you want to support your husband or whatever, that's totally fine. And if you want to work together, that's fine. And if you like each other's work and you want to work together, great. But she's clearly the the more talented one, and I feel like. I want to more see what what she's doing, and they co-wrote Barbie movies. That that's kind of what scares me a little bit. Yeah, we shall see in two weeks' time. Um. Okay, let's review some movies. Um, Taylor, let's start with your um screening choice for this <laughs> week. Uh, you <laughs> reviewed my best friend's Exorcism. Uh, continuing in the movies I've never heard of that Taylor reviews. Yeah. So this was a little bit of an older movie because I've been, I think I've been pretty diligent in reviewing new movies or like recently released movies to streaming. I've been trying to stay relevant for our listeners. I thought I'm going to take a break and watch a movie that I've been meaning to watch. This movie came out September 2022. So a little bit, older uh, last fall it came out and it's an adaptation of a book which I think came out in 2016 or 2017 same title um, my best friend's exorcism which is like a comedy horror book um, by a a horror writer that I quite like um, and I really enjoyed the book so um, it's been on I knew a movie was coming down the pipeline it's kind of been on my radar and came out in September um, and I finally laid down because I was you know I watched my movies while my baby's napping um I finally laid down and (laughs) sat down to watch this movie it comes in just under an hour 40 and thank 
God for that because this movie was horrible. <laughs> Huge disappointment. I can't believe I wasted my precious one movie a week on this on this one. Um, thank goodness it was an Amazon Prime movie and I didn't pay anything for it. Right. A little bit surprising because I find Amazon Prime original movies quite good. Like mm. a step up from Netflix original movies. Right. Maybe maybe it was just acquired by Amazon and but I don't think it had a release. It wasn't in theaters as far as I know. Yeah, I mean it they, they do acquire movies though. Like they go to film yeah. festivals and different things and acquire them. So maybe it's more of that. Like they're putting their name on it because they bought it. It was not it was not good. The only actor that I recognized was and I don't even know his name. He's in Glow. He's like the financer for in the mm, in Yes, Glow. I know who you're talking his about. His face is very recognizable. He was also yeah. in um, Promising Young Woman. Um, yes. I wonder. Anyways, that's literally the only actor I recognized. That guy. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> um, and interestingly, this is going to be Chris L- Lowell. Lowell? Chris Lowell um, is the guy from that we're referencing. Um, the name is not even remotely familiar, but I can see it. His face is so recognizable. Like, yeah. if you're like, yep, that guy. To me, he's kind of like a poor version of oh, the the shorter guy from Workaholics, who's in a lot of movies. Um, and again, that guy. Um, oh, let me just, Adam, Adam Devine. He's like a poor man's Adam Devine, this Chris Lowell. Do you know this? Do you understand the... I I do, but I'm just... I never really thought of that. Because they kind of play similar characters, but I think Adam Devine's funnier. Yes, Adam Devine is more, like, naturally funny, though. Yeah, his timing is better. Um, So this movie was touted as a horror comedy. It was neither funny nor scary. Well, so then like, it failed. It failed on all. It failed on every level that it was supposed like to. Like you just, you just literally described the movie as like, well, this is with a genre, and it's neither of those things. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like what? What can I say? That's literally what happened. So the the movie is um, takes place in the eighties, the late eighties, and it's about two best friends, and one of the of the pair. Well, the 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 two girls. They end up doing LSD and with like some friends and then one of them ends up acting very strangely and um, it's no spoiler because of the name of the the movie, but one of them ultimately gets possessed and the other best friend kind of has to save her, right? So like it is a horror and the book is like a horror book, but like it is definitely has like comedic elements because the writer kind of is very funny. So um it makes sense that this would have been set up as a horror comedy as opposed to like a straight horror. Um, but again, it wasn't scary and it wasn't funny. Um, again, it had bad CGI, <laughs> um, like just like laughable CGI for like yeah, this. Yeah. They relied on CGI for the scary parts. Horrible. Like it just looks so stupid. And this is going to be like the weirdest complaint complaint, but the girls that they cast were looked very young. And I know they're playing sophomores, which I think is like grade 10. 
maybe? Yeah, second second year. Yeah. Sophomores or second year, yeah. Of of high school. So they're going to be, yeah. they're, they're 16, 17. So I guess in real life, they look like 16 or 17-year-olds. But for right. some reason, they looked like, like young 16, 17-year-olds. And I guess in my mind, because I had read the book, I pictured them looking more like older 16, 17-year-olds. Right. You know I mean, I you're, mean? Used, you're also used to in in movies like in Hollywood, thirty you know, year olds playing, year olds, yeah, thirty year olds. Yeah. <laughs> like look at look at Stranger Things. Like yeah. uh, people in their forties are playing, you know, teenagers. Yeah, so that that makes sense. So I happen. like thought the casting, and I didn't think the lead was very strong. The girl who ends up getting possessed was a little bit stronger than the the girl who plays Abby. So it's mm. Abby and oh, forget the name of the girl that gets possessed. But anyways, the two of them. The one who gets possessed, slightly stronger, but again, not a great... None of the cast was, like, super strong. Chris Lowell plays, like, like a supporting character. He was probably the strongest and was, like, trying his best. I think it was, like, poor direction and poor writing. Because, mm. like, he's quite funny in Glow. Um, but it didn't work in this movie. Um, they, like, were trying to kind of go for The Stranger. I think like you have stranger things as the template that's like the best 1980s like current you know yeah. what i mean like in terms of the like current one yeah cur- like who really captures the the essence or at least like what we think of the 80s um mm-hmm. they didn't go that full route like yeah i don't know i it was definitely 80s based on like the cars they were driving and like the outfits they were wearing but they didn't go like full tilt 80s you know what i mean like it was more like the normal looking 80s which why not go full on if like the movie is set in the 80s you know what i mean like you know how stranger things goes full on well, they, not like everyone unapologetically yeah they are they are 100 in the 80s and yeah. they're gonna hit you with the nostalgia and that's it yeah <laughs> and that's kind of what i was expecting with this movie and you don't really get it like the feel was just off for you like you're just saying like the atmosphere it didn't feel like, yeah. like it could have been set in any time it could have been said at any time. There's like a couple hairdos, like a couple outfits. You're like, sure. yeah, it's the That's 80s. But like, it wasn't like huge. It wasn't major. Um, they definitely tried to use like the Stranger Things like scoring, you know, like the yeah. yes. like the synth music. Absolutely. Um, and they did use some like really big. It's like they blew their budget on music licensing because they did have some like major <laughs> 80s bangers in the. I was about to say that it sounds a very like a very low budget movie. Like that's what you're just describing. Yeah, like, oh, they just, just couldn't quite do it. It didn't. It missed. It like it was a swing and a miss, which is like too bad because I really like this this author and I really like his books. And two of his other books that I've read are also being adapted. And now I'm like really nervous because <laughs> I'm like, if it's, if they do as poor as, as poor as a job as this one, um, that just is really crummy. It made me think like, I would be so embarrassed if I was the author of this book and this was the end product. You know what I mean? I know he like has nothing at this point. He has nothing to do with it. Um, he sold the rights to his book or whatever, unless he writes, like he didn't have a writing credit, didn't have a producing credit. So it, it literally seems like he just cut top, you know, like he sold his rights and was like done with it. But I would be so embarrassed if I was the author. Yeah. And that was, that's, that that's was very interesting. So I don't know. Um, we'll see. He also wrote, um, 
Oh, it has a crazy title. But there's a vampire one, which I think has been, um, it's being slated as a, a TV show. Mm. And then um, like a mini series. And then Final Girls, which there's another movie already with the title Final Girls. So I wonder if it's already been made or if they just have the same title. But anyways, super disappointed. I was like, wah, wah, wah. It was one of those movies where I watched the majority of it. Had to like take a break because of the baby. And like I picked it up the second day. And I was like, I don't want to finish this movie. It was like how I felt with the we ha- we have a ghost. I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to finish this. <laughs> yeah, so you were just done with <laughs> done with. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even want to watch the climax to see like what happens. You know what I mean? Like, oh. Th- this was almost a walkout candidate. If if you, I mean, yeah, you can walk out on. So it definitely, <laughs> if people can't tell, it's a skip it. Yeah, which is like Sounds such like a bummer. This. Read the book. Yeah. The book is very good. If people Especially like horror because comedy. this seems this seems right up your alley. So yes, like beyond it obviously being a book. But if that had just come out as a movie, I'd watch it. Nineteen eighties like over this kind of thing. Yeah, nineteen eighties possession, coming of age girl like best friends, and they're they go to a Catholic school, so like everything it hits check, all check, of check. the Taylor check marks, <laughs> and it was just. Very poor, like, yeah. I, you know when you're watching something and you're like, where did this go wrong? But, yes. like, it was set up for Absolutely. failure. Not a strong script. I think it was weak direction. And I don't think it was very good casting. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've had that experience many, many times with movies where they are seem like they're written right for me. And then you just watch the execution be just dreadful. You're like, how did this go so wrong? It's these no. times where, Mike, I'm like, just hire us. Hire Taylor and Mike to make your movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd love I'd love the opportunity. It sounds like a cool concept. Like if someone came to me and said, Okay, this is the concept, now write a cool movie about it, that'd be exciting. Like that sounds like a really interesting setup, especially with the adding the eighties angle. Like there's a lot you can do with that. And then it just sounds like most poorly executed thing you could think of. And it his, just didn't hit. <laughs> his books always have like cool, like um additions to them like at the back of the book like i think it had like um like 1980s like mixtape lists Mm. like cassette listings and you know what i mean like anyways like his books are kind of interactive a little bit and so i just had such high expectations for his name is i want to say he has a strange first name hold on um when you I'm, say like like the, so it's like a playlist suggestion based on the book but it's as if the girls wrote it themselves oh it's like cool. it's kind very of like cool. that so the author's name is grady hendrix for people who are interested and um his other book like it's like the southern guide to the Southern Book Club's Guide to Vampire Hunting, I think is the name of it, is like a really long title. That one has like um, like uh, the the book list for like 1991. Like, you know, like it's as if the characters in the book, it's like their sort of, um, uh, there's a word for it, but essentially like they wrote these things and they've just been like added to the back of the book. Does right. that make sense? Like he really but, like uh, he, yeah yeah um he really like builds a world and so like that you couldn't have been handed a, a better thing on a platter you know what I mean like he's already <laughs> built the world for you and has like taken the time and yeah I just think it's so weird it was I don't understand how they could have failed so 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 
they failed so big. Um, so yeah. the other book that I really like, I actually like this. I might say I might even like this book better than my best friend's exorcism. The Southern book club's guide to slaying vampires. <laughs> See, there you go. That's another sounds exactly like you. <laughs> yeah. It's considered like the spiritual sequel to my best friend's exorcism. It's mm. not necessarily the same characters, but Grady Hendrix says like it takes place in like the same world if yeah. that makes sense like kind of the same neighborhood yeah um, that's, uh, if again same thing that just sounds like oh yeah that's perfect for you yeah that's huge like, perfect. yeah so yeah. i'm just like cringing you know if the tv series is as poorly handled as this movie oh sorry sorry mr hendrix sorry you sold your yeah. <laughs> sorry because it sold- sounds it just sounds like one of those things that could be like a cult hit, but you've got the movie has to be good. Cult classics hit on something and it's very interesting. And even if the movie's not the best quality, it has that kind of unique thing you can always come back to. And it sounds like this, which is the dud. Well, like here, the book itself is described as um, it's like the one of someone reviewed it as like Heather's meets. Um, oh. Gosh, I wish I could. I'm going to pull up the the review super quick. Just bear the with me. The Heather's you. thing. Yeah, the Heather's thing makes sense. Like, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, it's like. What you're describing is Heather's. Yeah, it's very much like a Heather's book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah. Ugh, I'm just so devastated. Between that and the the Wonka video this, uh, trailer, it's been a bad week. Bad week for Taylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wonker Wonka trailer, definitely not, uh, not, uh, not a good week for you for that. Um, but there you go. There's your review. Um, I've got, a, I've got an interesting film to talk about, and luckily I don't have much to say about it because we're running out of time. Um, but I, I saw a movie called Fool's Paradise. Uh, I don't know Taylor if you've ever heard of this one. Uh, I think you had said you, that the name sounded familiar, but you weren't. It sounds very. Sure. Who's who's the, who's acting in it? Well, you're going to so give me the it's, rundown. Yeah, I'm going to give you. I'll give it on run right now. So it's written, directed, and starring Charlie Day. Yes. Okay. I was going to review this because I'm okay. on a. It's always sunny kick. I'm glad I didn't. Uh, yes, I'm going to let me save you some time here because you're somebody who doesn't want to just kind of give up you know, hour and 40 minutes of her time. Uh, it's not good. <laughs> and it's being, <laughs> it's being absolutely canned by, oh. by reviewers and by fans. And this is like, I think this is, this is Charlie's day, day's directorial debut. This is the yeah. first time he's directed um, a film and it has something like 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Poor Not that Rotten guy. Tomatoes is the baby on top, but it's like really bad. Um, this movie, I don't think this movie knows what it is. Like, it's either a just straight-up satire movie about Hollywood, or it's making fun of satire movies like um, that Walk Hard movie that was made that uh, that made fun of uh, the Joaquin Phoenix film, like a complete and total joke. Uh, movie and I don't know which one it is because it seems so devoid of like any sort of style so this movie stars Charlie Day who plays a a guy who can't talk who through a series of 
weird circumstances becomes a big Hollywood star. So he can't speak. He has something that is preventing him from speaking. You never find out what it is, by the way. They set it up at the beginning. As, they uh, like, like find him in a, an insane asylum, right? Yes, and the doctor's like, it could have been for some sort of life trauma. This character that Charlie Day plays has no arc. Like, there's nothing that you don't find. It's as if Charlie Day was like, I want to play Charlie Chaplin. And that's what this movie is. <laughs> it's him being silent, going around, and things happening in front of him. And that's like the only joke. Like, it's not funny. There's one joke in the movie. And the joke is he can't talk. So everyone else interprets whatever they want on him, which works in some circumstances. Like at some point in time, he goes So his on name's like Grande Latte, show. right? They call him Grande yeah, Latte. La- La- Latte Pronto, which is because, so Ray Liotta, one of the many, many cameos in this movie, Ray Liotta in, I think his last role before he passed away actually was this movie, plays like a, a producer who keeps yelling after every take of this movie, like he that he wants a latte pronto and ken jung who plays a publicist thinks that that's the guy's name so he starts calling him latte pronto and for the rest of the movie his his name's latte pronto like the general premise of the movies he he he's goes to hollywood because he's he's discovered as a look-alike for this massive hollywood star and they need him to finish filming this movie because this Hollywood star is like drunk and all over the place. So it kind of has like a funny premise to start with. And then he takes off on this kind of like wild ride. But it's it, to me, it seemed like a movie that was written by someone who was telling an inside joke the whole time that we didn't get or understand. That it's saying like That's this is kind of it's always like. sunny though, right? Like yes, yes, but <laughs> always sunny. Always sunny. At least it's found- funny. Yeah, has found this quirky thing because it can be outrageous. This movie is, is the best way I can describe it is bland. It's just a bland movie where nothing, as Charlie Day's character is a clean slate, this movie just feels like just a slap of metal. Like it, it has no arcs to any of the characters. There's, there's sort of a forced emotional moment at one point that didn't really work. There's no conclusion or reason that you like, like you, the characters aren't better or changed or whatever from their experience. It was like they were writing it saying, well, this is what Hollywood's like. And these jokes will, will resonate for people in Hollywood, but everyone else in the world, which is like 99% of your audience would not get it. So it just seemed like this inside joke that, that wasn't funny ever. Yeah. And I just Sometimes the it doesn't hit. Yes, and I <laughs> and, and I left it being like why? <laughs> why this movie? And honestly, that was the thing I kept thinking of was like I, I think Charlie Day just wanted to play Charlie Chaplin. He wanted so I listened to an odd on their podcast they talked mm-hmm. about blackberry and then they talked about fool's paradise that's why that's when I'm like oh yeah why is that so familiar oh that's why you so, kind of, okay yeah, yeah so that's why i've heard of it and they kind of like they just talked about the movies and like the process or whatever so number one so sad because apparently this movie has taken like a decade or something like oh, he's really? been working so long on this movie which just like breaks my heart really? that it has 16 percent <laughs> yes and everyone's then, planning it yeah um yeah, I don't I don't think I have a number two, but essentially I think he just the the impulse of, you know, I have this idea and only uh if I want it to exist, I need to make it is the yeah. sense I got with this um 
with this movie is that like he had this idea and you know was driven to make the movie hence his writing directing acting producing credit yeah Um, as a passion project like i can really respect that it's just even like even in the filmmaking like you could tell at moments that i think charlie day i don't know this for sure maybe you know is a fan of wes anderson because there are some Wes Anderson like swoop swooping shots. Right. And there's a couple like, you know, where it's like kind of a flat pan and then like characters are moving in and out and there's like little little like moments like that in a Wes Anderson movie. I I can see that in here. And those are the only moments of style when he tries to do one or two little things that are different. Otherwise, it was just such a bland film that I just even as someone's passion project, I'm like, maybe he just isn't a skilled enough director being his first time, or there's something he just couldn't translate there, but it just never felt like it took, I kept waiting for the movie to kind of take off and go into a certain direction. Like it's kind of a funny, funny premise. It is. Yes. It's a funny premise. And I will say that that idea is interesting to me. That's what both our movies have in common this week is that they both had, good premises and they completely and utterly failed yeah Yeah. and like for for what the role is for what he has to do charlie day played the role well of someone who can't speak kind of doing the sort of charlie chaplin kind of movements and slapstick comedy stuff but he kind of had the like they added this thing where he almost has the persona of like a a a five-year-old or a or a or like a dog yeah like wide-eyed at the world but again they didn't go too too far with that just because you you can't talk doesn't mean you're yeah it's gonna sound rude but like an idiot like a like yeah he which he he came off very much like oh we're also doing like it's also fish out of water right they didn't really like give you context for that so it just seemed a little odd like he's lived life (laughs) <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's not as though he can't it's not that he, he has it's not that he has amnesia is no, that he no, can't they, talk well, they don't know yeah like they they have no idea right and because the movie didn't really set like they kind of set it up saying well this could have been because of a trauma right but they didn't explain that well that's and not what the I movie's thought, about right no like, and, and i thought in hollywood <laughs> yes i guess so but even that like it was kind of like a rise and it was or at least the one sentence description i read of it before watching it was oh it's it's a rise and fall in Hollywood and he can't, he can't speak. So I was like, Oh, that's interesting. This, this movie, Taylor, I couldn't find it anywhere. You can't stream it. I, it didn't, I don't know if it even played in theaters. Like I had to rent it and l- let's look at these box office numbers. So it, it kind of opened this summer, um, but it kind of opened sporadically. Like it opened some places in May, some places in June and some places in July. It's total gross in the U S and Canada to date. Isn't even a million dollars. That's like $855,000. Like nothing. Charlie Day's doing well for himself. Like he's been in, aside from It's Always Sunny, like he's been in big movies. So he's okay. But that still breaks my heart because it's like he works so hard on it. There's a lot of people in this too. Like Adrian Brody, Jason Bateman. His buddies. um, Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, like all these people are in this movie and it just never felt like it had that thing like do all those people play themselves something. i think it'd be no, funny if like they, adrian brody plays adrian brody no so adrian brody brody does play like another kind of star guy right. but his name's like chad lust or something like that <laughs> like it's like like he plays some sort of like hollywood heartthrob right. guy ray Liotta plays a producer right jason bateman i don't think he has a name i think he just plays tech technician 
Like, I think he's just like a special effects technician that, that he meets. Jason Sudeikis, I think, play, is another like Hollywood right. person. He Charlie Day ends up getting married to Kate Beckinsale, who's playing like another actress. Like she's in it. And like that happens by accident. And then Ken Jung from Community and other things plays his publicist who really is like going around and trying to make them uh, work. And oh, another Sonny, uh, the, um, Glenn Howerton yeah, has a cameo. Book. I love him. I love uh, he yeah he has a cameo in it uh, as one of the many like PR per, like publicist people that you get assigned to like again one of the only scenes that I found funny was this like agent lady is introducing her staff and explaining how like oh you get paid a million dollars and you'll see five percent of it because this staff will get you everything and right. that also had a very Wes Anderson like framed in the middle close-ups on each person to introduce them as they like, wave to the camera publicist and, Zoom. yeah Director. yes exactly Zoom. like and glenn howerton played one of those right. people so there were like little funny quirky moments like that but oh all in all this is a skip it i just think it just didn't do anything for me and it sucks because i mean it sounds like it was someone's passion project um which i do admire and respect but yeah it just didn't uh did not land for me so it might not have been a decade, but he definitely has been working on it like pre-pandemic type. I'm thing. sure it was. Yeah, even if like that, we're talking like five years, right? Like that's still yeah. a significant amount of time. So I I can respect that, and that's too bad. But better luck next time. Like his first movie, Aww. I'm sorry, it just wasn't good. Um, <laughs> so there you go, Taylor. We're we're entering. Should people Barbie just mode. skip this episode, Mike? I guess <laughs> I'm kidding. So. You might as well skip right to Barbie because next week we got the two Barbie films, yep. the two cartoon Barbies. Thank you, Kira, for setting that up. And then we're going to wa- watch uh, Real Barbie. And I'll also probably review Oppenheimer. Oh, I'm, I'm dying to see that. Anyway. Why couldn't um, Kira ask us to watch Oppenheimer? Instead of Barbie. What would have been, what would have been uh, the the goofy thing? I, I mean, the Cold War nuclear bomb. I don't know what her... Watch the docu- watch a real documentary prior yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think we've been hyping up the Barbie movie so oh, much yeah, for yeah, the yeah. past like two years. We might as well. I think it's it. gonna be fun, Mike. I think the fun yeah. starts next week and it'll just keep rolling. Absolutely. Thank you everybody for tuning in this week and you'll hear from us next week. Go see some movies. <laughs>